Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Formula. It's been a few weeks uh, since our mock draft, but we're back. We're going to do a win total, an initial win total overview. You know, we still have the NFL draft coming up, but we just want to, you know, this is a time where we can get some value on some picks and try to make a little bit of money here. So we're going to go through and give you our top three favorite unders and our top three favorite overs uh, for the season. Uh, season win totals. What? That's what I said. Season win totals. Yeah, yep. season win totals. And you said before the draft? Correct. Yeah, okay. the draft's in two weeks. I just want to make sure because some of these could change. There's well, still- yeah, yeah. So we're going to upload this, and then you know we might revisit this after the draft till right before the season starts to see how markets have changed. But as always, markets will get sharper as it gets closer to kickoff. So this is the time to, you know, you can use some of your own insights to see like what you think teams will do in the draft and uh, try to get an an edge that way. So who wants to kick us off here for, we'll start with, we'll each do uh, an under and then we'll each do, do an over. All right. I'll start off. Um, My first one I'm taking is as of right now, the Panthers under seven and a half. Um, Obviously they have the first pick in the draft after trading with the bears, Uh, new regime there. Um, in my eyes, I, and they have also picked up Andy Dalton, um, whoever they draft, either CJ Stroud, uh, Bryce Young, whoever it might be, uh, Andy Dalton's going to be starting for at least the first, I don't know, I'd say half the season. And then they'll probably pull the plug because, you know, it's Andy Dalton and we've seen what he can do and he can't do much of anything anymore. So, um, so I can I can see Andy Dalton maybe winning a couple games and then the the rookie coming in just so they can start getting the snaps and the GM is going to get pressure from the owner after taking the number one pick and they will throw in um, like I said either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud and rookie quarterbacks coming in halfway through the years um, halfway through the season throughout the years have not done very well um, and obviously it's a transition and I think that they will probably struggle like most rookie quarterbacks do. So under seven and a half is where I will be taking the Panthers. All right. Um. So you think that the first pick won't start immediately? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Not. No. Just because I again I I just think it's they'll be like oh he's not ready yet and they'll go through training camp and be like oh it's going to be a competition. No, I I don't think they do that. All right. Who wants to go next? I'll take one. I think a couple of us have this pick. So it's the the under for Rams, seven and a half. Uh, last year, 2022, they only had five wins. And I would say that their roster got significantly worse, losing Jalen Ramsey, a lot of their defensive veterans. Um, so I, I didn't really think this line made any sense. Seven and a half wins. I don't see where they got three wins better at all especially on the rumors of a potential Sean McVay retirement. They're trying to shop Matthew Stafford. There's a ton of question marks here, but there's one thing that is certain is they have not gotten any better on paper and significantly worse. They lost their best player. I mean, where do you want to look at it? It's kind of a train wreck over there. So for them to get over seven wins, I just think is easily the most unrealistic 
prediction on the board. So yeah, I'm that's my favorite. You. I'm with you there, Nick. Uh, they won five games last year. Uh, they, you know, as you mentioned, lost a ton of people. They also have arguably a top 10 hardest strength of schedule this year. Um, you know, they've got the, the Cowboys, Eagles, Bengals, Giants outside of their division. Um, I don't see where they're going to score any points. I don't know where their offensive weapons are going to be. Obviously, you've got Aaron Donald still, so that's something. But, yeah, this is the one that immediately jumped out to me as way too high. Yeah, my thing is, like, is is Aaron Donald and a healthy Cooper Cup going to win you eight games? Like, no. you need a lot more to win in this league. Yeah. The, the, yeah, this is one of my favorite bets. Um I love this Rams under seven and a half. So my insight on this is I think they're the worst team in the league. I mean, I, I don't know why. So the Cardinals have a total of like five and a half, the Texans five and a half, like the Rams should be right there with them. Uh, You know, Cooper cups getting older. He's, you know, he's going to be what, like 30 years old, 31. And then Donald's going to be like almost, he's like 32 and a half in the middle of the season. They lost Ramsey. They've lost, they have no draft capital. Like, as I said a few years ago, I, I said after the Rams won the Super Bowl, I thought this team, I mean, they got their Super Bowl and they did props to them. But this, I said they will be one of the worst teams for a long, long time. And, you know, the, in 2023, I believe they will be the worst team in the NFL. Um, I didn't put them in here for a couple of reasons. One was I think they had the most injured offensive line in the history of offensive lines last year. Um, I, I don't think a starter made it past like the first four games for them. Um, that's, and then, you know, Matthew Stafford was always, was also banged up. And the reason why, I mean, I, I think he, you know, he should account for at least seven and a half wins on this Rams team because this team is better than probably 95% of the teams he played for in Detroit. Um, and Sean McVay is a better coach than whatever they had at Detroit. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to finish, you know, 12 and five. Um, I think they can get over. I, I think they can get to eight and eight, eight, nine, uh, something That's like insane. that. Why? They, they, you can't, they argue, the you can't argue that you cannot no, argue at, that they were the most the, injured team last year. It doesn't matter at healthy. They have the worst positional wise. They have the worst edge linebackers, safeties, corners, and one of the worst offensive lines. Their Donald is like really all they have kind of on the interior that that is it like they're complete dust as a roster and they have zero draft capital nothing that's going to help them well I, I think they're actually going to trade maybe like a Stafford or an Aaron, I think an Aaron Donald trade makes a ton of sense you I, could probably I, still get some value for him get like a third rounder right. for him let's move on to the next pick though but yeah Rams you know three out of four of us they're dust I didn't say they were great. I just said I eight wins, eight. no chance. All right, <laughs> over. What's who who has the uh, first over pick? You want to go back to you, Corey? Sure. Um, I'll take the Chargers here at nine and a half. Um, I understand what division they play in. Um, AFC West is getting a little more difficult, but you know, um, it depends on what you see. You know, the, the Chargers offense. You know, they got you know better in the off season with you know picking up different coaches here. Um, in uh, Kellen Moore. And um, I think he's going to transition that offense into a much better team than what it was. Um, and obviously they're a playoff team. 
I, I just, I see they have the talent on the roster on both sides of the ball to get to 10 wins. Um, they'll probably go, you know, even maybe above 500 in the, in the division. Um, and then, you know, went on the outside of the outest out of division games. Um, so I, I like the charges at nine and a half. Okay. Nick. Um, I'm going down to the, to the boys in blue and uh, taking the Cowboys over nine and a half with the addition of Brandon cooks and them losing Zeke. I think this ultimately looks like a better, more explosive offense that isn't going to be slowed down by Jerry Jones, just telling Mike McCarthy to run Zeke into the ground. I think that was kind of a huge handicap to them last year. So I'm excited to see Tony Pollard. I love the addition of Brandon cooks and we know the Cowboys are a great regular season team. I think we all know their, their struggles in the playoffs, but I like the, the overwind total here for nine and a half. Yeah. Well, so far me and you, Nick are in alignment, the Cowboys over nine and a half, you know, I, if you look at their schedule, there's only like two games that I don't think that they would be favored in. And they signed cooks. Like you said, they have a great, trio receiver you know incredible offense great defense just on both sides of the ball they're just rock rock solid you know they play in the nfc they're i don't see how they don't get to 10 plus wins here you know they might flake out in the playoffs like they have almost every year but in the regular season i do think they're going to get over 10 wins or over nine and a half all right, rounding it out here, a little bit of a homer pick, but we're going Bears over seven and a half. Um, they've got one of the top five easiest strength of schedules this year. Outside of the division, they play the NFC South, uh, which is arguably the worst division in football. They do have to play the AFC West, uh, so that's obviously a tougher one. But um, with the offseason additions of DJ Moore, Trey Edmonds, top 10 pick, Justin Fields in his second year in this system. I think that the Bears get to at least eight wins here. Um, so, yeah. It's time to bear down. Time to bear down, baby. I'm excited for the Bears. They're going to be awesome. Yeah. Don't like that one, but we'll move on to. Of course you don't, PB. <laughs> I, they, I had the Bears. They were. I had them in here, but then the. Uh, in my unders, but then. Uh, I think my next pick overtook them, but they were up there. Oh man, the Bears! Well, what do you got? What was your uh? What'd you pivot to? So wait, Alex, did you just do your over? Are we on over? Yeah, we just did over. Back to under now. Oh, back to under. Okay, so goldfish brain. Uh, so for my next under, um, I'm taking the Falcons, kind of following the same trend. Uh, with the Panthers, uh, Falcons don't have a quarterback. Um, I don't know what they're going to do in the draft, um, but Ritter is definitely not the answer for them. Uh, I mean, for my sake, I hope they run Ritter back out there because that's going to be easy seven and a half. Uh, they did add additional pieces to that team, but I don't think any pieces that's going to help them win eight games. Uh, I understand they probably play in the worst division um, in the NFL, in the NFC South. Um, with the terrible Panthers, the terrible Falcons, uh, the shitty Saints, and then the terrible yeah, that's that rounds out that division. Um, that's terrible division. The winner of that division 
it's probably going to have seven wins, maybe eight. Um, <laughs> okay. So, can we make a side bet on that? No, no. We're, uh, this is my turn. I know, but but it's you said turn. it. You said turn. it. I'm just trying to give you it's some my turn money here. My turn. You want to make some money? Uh, so not? yeah, and I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what the Falcons do, uh, if they trade up to that third spot, uh, with the with the Cardinals, but they run if they run out the roster they have now under seven and a half is is probably a, a pretty good indicator, um, where they'll finish with Ritter. You know, I was thinking about throwing them in there in there but the more i thought about it you used a good word in there intrigued they're building a team of underdogs a lot of guys that had kind of like good years that have been or a good year last year that counted out jeff okuda matt collins they they got a lot of these guys that were kind of counted out in the league and they went and built this roster that they obviously needed to do but i, I don't know I, I think they could be putting something good together so i, I stayed away from them but uh I pivoted over to a lackluster offense in what will be the Packers. I think the NFC North is probably one of the most improved divisions. I think you have three legit contenders now with the Bears, the Lions, and the Vikings, obviously. So I think they're obviously going to be the worst there. They're going to struggle through their division. And last year we saw they got out to a slow start. And when Aaron Rodgers wasn't on, they could not move the ball. So I'm kind of expecting the same season season-long struggle here with with a new QB and Jordan Love. Um, you know, I, they didn't make any splashes this offseason so far. They'll probably, you know, pick up someone who's a receiver now that Aaron Rodgers has gone in the draft and uh, probably not be able to do too much with them there. So I'm taking the under here at 7.5. I think the Packers have a pretty down year. And uh, I don't know, the whole franchise in general, just, just not very hopeful for them. So think it's about to flip over to the bears in that rivalry yeah I'm, I'm with you there nick uh taking the under here tons of young players on that team as well um saw some guys have a couple of you know nice breakout games uh christian watson and and uh romeo dobbs but again that's with aaron Rodgers throwing them the ball so i think uh you know while Jordan Love may may turn out to be a guy eventually, I think his first year in the league, he's he's going to have problems. And and like you said, they're playing in the NFC North uh, with three very improved teams. Uh, Vikings winning 13 games last year. The Lions loading up. Bears, young talent on the ascent. Um, I, yeah, I think this division is, is going to flip for the first time in a while. Um, I mean, the Packers didn't make the postseason last year, so maybe it was last year that it flipped for the first time in a while. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you there, under seven and a half. Okay. Um, my next pick for under would be the Washington Commanders. Uh, they're right now at seven and a half. I think this team – so I said the Rams, I think, on paper are the worst team, but I think that the uh, that Washington – may have the worst record in the league. I think that they have an absolutely brutal schedule and Brissett or Howell will be the starting quarterback. I don't see how they get to eight plus wins. They, you know, they play in a pretty difficult division. And like I said, an absolutely brutal. I don't think, I don't think there's a single game this year. They might be favored in. It's that bad. So I love, I like the Washington. Pick a lot. Um, 
All right, we're moving on to our next over. Yep. Um, I am taking the runner-up, the Eagles, over 10.5. Um, I understand that they will have the hardest strength of schedule next season. Um, but that team, um, they've lost a couple pieces here and there, but that team, that that core of that team is still really there. Um, they have a good coach. They have a, a very good, um, you know, emerging quarterback in Jalen Hurts. I don't know if you can say emerging anymore uh, for what he did in the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean that that team, and especially with their draft capital that they have coming up, they're just reloading the the teams that or the the pieces that they offloaded um, here in the offseason. I I mean I can see them only losing probably two to three games this year, um, and probably retaining the, the top spot in the NFC, especially in a weak NFC. Um, and have another run at the Super Bowl. I, I think this team is built that way, and uh, they'll continue to have success. So over 10 and a half, easy. Okay. Good luck with that one. Uh, Nick? Yeah. Um, my next over is going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Kind of a surprise from last year. Everyone had counted them out at the beginning of the year, really overlooked Geno Smith. But uh, I'll tell you what. Pete Carroll knows how to coach those guys up, and I think they won a lot of games because he's a really good coach, as much as everyone wants to hate him and, and everything, but uh, he, he can win games. He's good at it. The thing I love most about Pete Carroll is he's able to bring in a lot of young guys and have them compete and, and find some success right away. So um, they have two first-round picks here, uh, adding to a pretty good roster. Um, I think DK Metcalf is one of the best players in the NFL and, you know, he's going to keep them in any game on offense. So um, I think they, they go pretty defense heavy in the draft this year. And uh, I think they start to solidify themselves as a legit contender. And uh, no, I'm not worried about Geno Smith. I mean, yeah. Also outside of uh, the jets, probably the best, best draft class last year was the Seahawks. Yeah. You got Kung Fu Kenny and Tariq Woolen, both guys yeah. who are for offensive and defensive player of the year. Right. That's what I mean. They're able to bring these guys in and find some some early success. So having two first round picks, I, I like I, I'm excited to see what they could do. Nah, Gina's gonna bring them down. Yeah. Well that and it's pick. NFC. So it's like I feel a little bit better betting the overs on those. They also they also could uh, you know parlay those two up to the third pick or you know the fifth and a second rounder up to the third sneak in and grab a guy so <laughs> I, he won't even start though that's the thing yeah I mean, I mean what, did they win last year with Gino did they get to ten I think so did they get to ten yeah I think they the playoffs right so, yeah they're in the playoffs yes um, yeah they did. But, um, okay, my next over is going to be the Ravens. The line is at eight and a half. Um, this is a team that won 10 games last year without Lamar for the last three or four. Um, and they've only won less than nine games once since Lamar has gotten there. I do think Lamar re-signs there after the OBJ signing. Um and outside of the division, which is obviously a tough one, um, they're playing the Cardinals, the Texans, sorry, Corey, the Colts, the Rams, the, uh, you know, and a couple of other teams that are definitely beatable. Um, and we like, we tend to see 
you know, these Bengals, Browns, Steelers matchups getting split a lot of times, a lot of times teams winning at home and then losing on the road. So I think uh, getting to nine wins for the Ravens is definitely a doable thing. That's if Lamar said, right? I think, and I think, you know, in terms of, yeah, in terms of looking ahead at these lines, I think this is somewhat factoring in a questionable chance that Lamar is back. I'm banking on the fact that he is going back. And I think that they can definitely win more than eight and a half games if he's there. Okay. Yeah. Eight and a half. That's that, that is, does seem like kind of like you would think it would be like, well, I don't know. It, it seems right, but it also seems like nine is definitely doable. Like I think nine and a half. I, this this seem like a team. Like I know a lot of these are half point, but the Ravens do seem like a team where like nine feels like the right line because it's like a push, and then get one way or the other, the half seems off. Whether it's nine and a half or eight and a half, I, I agree with you there. Um, my my uh next over is you know this is kind of fading Corey's under of the Falcons, but it's it's over set, uh, seven and a half wins for the Falcons. You know, I'm I'm a Saints fan, and this is one of my top three overs. So I, I know the division very well. The Ravens went out, or the Falcons went out and spent a ton of money in free agency. They won seven games last year, and now they've added a boatload um, uh, of talent. They have the second easiest strength, easiest strength of schedule only to the Saints. They've signed, let's see, like they've signed, you know, we talked, you talked about Matt Collins, which isn't a big deal, but it's some depth. They got three offensive uh, linemen. They got Calais Campbell, which I know he's kind of on the tail end of his career, but he's still something. You got David Onyemata. They got... Caden Ellis from the Saints, like, and so they got two guys that I loved on the Saints, That's and I, I think the the floor for this team is they oh they got Jesse Bates, like, the yeah. floor for this team I think is the f- absolute floor is seven wins, but I think they're going to be an eight or nine win team. They're the only team that I'm even somewhat worried about um, as a Saints fan winning that division, even with Desmond Ritter. As the quarterback, but who are they throwing the ball to? Drake There's London, no one on the Coll- Drake London, Matt Collins, and Kyle Pitts. Fantastic pieces. You just listed Matt Collins is is a, a, a yeah, but mainly Drake London and Kyle Pitts, two absolute studs. So there's your answer to that. I mean, Kyle Pitts hasn't done anything, so yeah, he's only like one of the greatest young tight ends to ever play in the NFL. But anyway, um, moving on. Who are we on the unders again? Yeah. Uh, yes, we are. And the last under I am taking um, will be the Jaguars under 10 and a half. It, it's a little split though, because on DraftKings, it's 10 and a half. Vandalism at nine and a half. Um, so if you like it either way, just go with other, what other site or book, I should say, that you like. Um, Jaguars, nine and eight last year. They are trending in the right direction. Um, I just personally, I think there's too much Jaguars hype, to be honest. Um, I understand that the division they play in, um, I, and I will say being the AFC South, um, 
each those teams beat each other up. I mean, understand that they're all the teams are not very good right now. I just think 10 and a half is a lot, especially in, in the AFC right now. Um, again, I think the person who wins the AFC South probably comes out with eight or nine wins like it has been the last couple of years. Um, I mean, you saw the Titans there. I'm not saying the Titans are on the upswing or, you know, a, a Super Bowl contender by any means. Um, but I mean, they're still competitive within the, the division here. Um, you don't know what the Colts are going to be. You don't know what the Texans are. I mean, you have a pretty good understanding of what the Texans will be. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think 10 and a half is just a little bit too much. I think they get to 10, um, and they, and they push, or I can see them even at nine. So under 10 and a half is, is for me. You know, a longtime fan of our show or specifically our, our betting shows, uh, Calvin Ridley is probably not going to be too excited about that, but excited to see him back on the field. He's a good playmaker. Yeah, we'll see. Well, um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm sticking... back. I just want to see what he can. Yeah. In a year away from football. Yeah. Hey, it's a lot of wins. You know, we'll see what Trevor Lawrence is uh, really all about. He said he showed some, some good progression last year. So we'll see if he's, uh, if he's serious about it. Um, I'm sticking in the AFC with you, Corey. I'm going over to uh, another Florida team in the Miami Dolphins here. Nick, we're um, on over. You can actually get them at plus. Or no, we're on, we're on unders. Oh, sorry. All right. Well, I'm going to the Raiders. Uh, they have an old Jimmy G. Um, Devontae Adams sounds pretty upset about the whole situation with his best friend, Derek Carr, leaving. They were pretty abysmal last year, and I'm not sure they really got any better um, this offseason. So going with the under seven wins there. I think this is also due to the fact that I I think the Chargers, uh, when healthy, will be a much more dominant team. And I'm also expecting the Broncos to, with a new head coach, to have a little bit more success than they did last year with Russell Wilson. So I think they're probably in one of the, the more tough divisions in the, the AFC here and uh, not too many glimmers of hope for them even if they do have the se- the seventh pick, I think. Uh, just don't think it's going to be enough to save them this year. Uh, they got to start committing to a rebuild, so I think this is a Raiders team that we're used to seeing in that four to five win range. So, Oof. Yeah, Josh McDaniels is a terrible head coach. Outside of that season where he stole everyone's like playbook or like filmed their practices, isn't he like – yeah. He's sub very far sub 500 win. Yeah, he's really bad. It's just that Belichick uh, coaching tree that he falls under. And that's the dumbest thing in the sports world is that stupid tree that they throw up on the screen before games sometimes. Oh, you had a cup of coffee with Sean McVay. Want to be our head coach? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, (laughs) My my final under here is the Bucks lines at six and a half. Um, You've got Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask as the QBs in in on that team. Obviously, some decent receiving options. Um, Rashad White's not terrible out of the backfield, but that defense is decimated. That O line is old, and I think they're going to have trouble getting to five wins here. So, um, going with the under six and a half. Just don't like the direction that this team is going in. Similar to the Rams, they they sold out completely, they sold out their future to get that Super Bowl win. They got it, and now we're seeing what the after effects of all that is. Um, 
yeah, this this is this is gonna be a tough team to watch this year. All right, my last. Well, I, I like I the Bucks. When I was saying like the Rams are my least favorite, like that team I think is me the worst. The Bucks are like right there, like they're gonna be real bad. Um, but my last favorite under, and it's my favorite under. Actually, it's my favorite overall bet between all six of these that's the 49ers under 11 and a half i believe it's the highest win total of any team in the league with what is now again this is projecting they're saying brock purdy is their guy as of now so that's what i'm going off of for this 11 and a half win like I just don't get how a Brock Purdy led team can be at 11 and a half wins. I understand he had that little stretch last year, but you know, we've seen guys like Mike white, just like show these flashes and then just fizzle out into absolutely nothing. It's exactly what Brock Purdy is going to be. Um, I don't care how good the rest of the team is. Brock Purdy will not lead, lead his team to 12 plus wins. Mike white didn't play that long. The Brock, Mike White was also playing on the Jets while Brock Purdy was playing on the San Francisco 49ers, which is the easiest system to basically succeed in. So I'm just not, I'm not, there's no way I can put money behind, or I have to put my money going against Brock Purdy with the highest win total of any team. Like you took the Eagles over 10 and a half. Why are the Eagles 10, 10 and a half and the 49ers 11 and a half? Because they, just the the division that they play in is a lot stronger than the NFC West. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think the 49ers like there's no reason it should be the same as I believe the Chiefs. Even the Bills have a lower one. Um, I don't know. Brock Purdy didn't lose the game last year until the until the playoffs. So I'm just yeah. saying so, this is this is a this two quarterbacks fairly, they do well. Fairly easy pick for me. It's my favorite bet of the entire year, as long as Brock Purdy starts. Trey Lance started, whole different story. Brock Purdy, favorite bet. That's so Anyway, moving on to our last overs bets. <laughs> what? what? You you're have something so, to say, but you have something to say before we move on. Just You have your guys and you just not yeah. constantly. Yeah, you do. Incredible. I mean, if we bring up no anyone way I'm that's gonna... not your guy, it's just wrong. It's just an incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Brock Purdy is the funniest thing is PB's. <laughs> I don't understand how you PB's favorite team would be. He'd, he'd have Trey Lance throwing to Kyle Pitts. It's just like the two biggest underperformers ever. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Pitts, such an underperform. You guys need to like. All uh, right, moving on. Not watch football ever. Can you PB for this next segment, please? I don't want to talk. Go to the Um, last overpick. Last overpick is going to be the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I don't know what they're doing yet on the quarterback front. Um, There's still things flying around out there. You never know with Jim Irsay at the helm, what he's going to do, what he's going to say. Um, So. I'm expecting, I mean, again, the Colts have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Uh, their defense is pretty solid, and I can definitely, you know, see us having a top 10 defense next year with the pieces we have, especially in a division that we're playing in. Um, again, easy schedule. Quarterback-wise, don't know who it's going to be. Um, so, I mean, I, I honestly, I think it's probably going to end up probably being 
I don't know. I, I don't even want to say who, it because. Who? I mean, I'm, I'm praying to God it's Bryce Young, but you know that's Corey. Come hopes on, dreams. Who is who do you think it's likely going to be? Probably Lamar Jackson. I think he you think that's the likeliest thing for the Colts. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the that's we've seen the trend in the past where we go after quarterbacks that uh, Corey want to home. Come on, did so, you see the Odell news? Can you. PB, I, I just I don't like talking with you, Corey. You just you can't. You know that Anthony Richardson or Will Levis is the most likely Colts quarterback, and you cannot admit it. I don't know why. Because I just want to wait till the draft, and then just I'll admit then I'll it. Get my like, you don't have to dance around it. I'm not dancing. I said I'll wait till the I'll wait till the draft. But yeah, Colts over six and a half. I think we have the talent. Uh, and it, we once had a, a top offensive line. We didn't haven't lost any of those pieces. So. Um, maybe if they can figure it out, new head coach, bring in some new blood. We don't have Frank Wright there to bring the team down anymore. So, um, over six and a half is, is very doable. So, so yeah, the two quarterbacks you hate the most and you take the over makes, makes sense. All right. Um, next player, next hey, pick. Colts are a solid football team. They got a good defense. I don't hate it, Corey. I'll, I'll be cheering for you. Thanks. Nick. Um, all right, I mentioned this before, but uh, my last over is going to be the Miami Dolphins. I think if they just spend this whole offseason just teaching Tua how to take a hit when like falling when getting body slammed, I think they're going to be in great shape because they made some big moves last year on defense, like going out and getting Bradley Chubb. And, you know, the beginning of the year when, when everyone was healthy, they were maybe one of the most exciting teams in the NFL to watch. Um, debatably better than the Bills um, in that division. So I think they take another step forward here. Mike McDaniel, love that guy as a coach. I think he's he's the next like up-and-coming guy. So I think they're well-coached. I think they got a roster full of success. And I absolutely love Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell being able to carry them to uh, over 10 wins here on the year. So not too scared of Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I think they're going to have a great year, too, in that division. And uh, it's going to be ultra competitive, but uh, I like what the Dolphins have in store. It's, it's going to be business as usual. And I think they got a leg up on on the Jets there and uh, experiences kind of a team working together. So, All right. My last over is, uh, so I'm going FanDuel here for this bet. Jags over nine and a half, as Corey mentioned. Uh, DraftKings has them at ten and a half. FanDuel's got them at nine and a half. They're getting Calvin Ridley back. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, again, I'm sorry, Corey, for what I'm about to say, but they're the only team in this division who has a solidified quarterback and who is trending currently in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, get to play the Texans twice, the Titans twice. Don't say it. Twice. Um, Col- maybe, I'll say it. Colts twice. Maybe they'll split them. Uh, but uh, after that, they also get to play the uh, NFC South. So get to play two of the weakest divisions in the entire league. Um, and, you know, we saw the the competition, the level that they played at in the playoffs against the Chiefs gave them probably their toughest game. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that they get over nine and a half here. And if you're going to FanDuel, that's where you're going to get that number. All right, and my last overbet is ugly, but I don't think they deserve to have the lowest 
well tied for the lowest um i believe with the texans at five and a half i don't think they're the bottom two i don't think they're a bottom two team in the league um they won four games last year with kyler injured for a ton of them uh they have some high draft capital uh they have a fairly like a top around a top 10 easiest schedule in the league and i think kyler is better than most give him credit for um so you know this is a team that everyone just loves to dog on and they are easy to dog on but i i just think the, the t- like i think teams like the texans the rams bucks and like the colts those are teams that all should be at like five and a half and the cardinals should be at like six and a half seven and a half i, I think it there's no reason for that Kyle Murray's one foot out the door. He's he's going to go play baseball. Oh, is he? He's playing baseball in twenty twenty three. That's your prediction? No, like he next next season, next upcoming spring season for the A's, he's going to play baseball for them. Right, but I'm talking about who's going to be the quarterback for the Cardinals, though. I'm just saying, like he's 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 already one foot out the door. He's like I'm I'm done. Oh no, he's just training that arm. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that's uh, my last one. You know, the Cardinals, they get to six-plus wins. Uh, bonus pick, Saints take the under. They suck. Yeah, I wonder why you didn't put that in your actual picks, probably because – I'm waiting I'm waiting for them it. to uh, take a kicker um, in the first uh, round. So then their okay. win total goes even lower. So then right. I can get even better value on under. So Right, okay. All right, well, that'll wrap this episode up of our favorite unders and overs pre-draft. We will still be doing a draft bets episode, a final mock draft, and then, you know, we'll do a recap of everything in May um, after the draft happens. So thank you for watching. We'll see you next time.